Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Where will each chapter take you? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. After a stressful take on the valley, there's nothing more relaxing than playing a round of June's Journey. I take in all the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. So can you crack the case? June needs your help, detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. What's up, gorgeous people? Welcome back to another episode of Sex, Love, and What Else Matters. Hi, Luke. Hey, baby. Um, we have a fucking kick-ass, hilarious guest who I'm just going to let him talk the entire time. I have a few questions, but Jared Freed. So if, if any of you do not know Jared, and I'm sure that you all do, and you all need to follow him, um, Jared is first and foremost a comedian extraordinaire and podcast host of J Train for I don't even know like how long, forever. Also, you have You Up podcast and The Bachelorette, which I cannot wait to talk about The Bachelorette with you. I know that you are a longtime creative partner with Betches. Is that a good way to word it? Yeah, um, I, I would say that's a good way to put it, right. Like back in the day, Betches. But the biggest thing I want to talk about is your damn Netflix special that just came out called 37 and Single, and I've already watched it two and a half times. Oh, two and a half. That's like, two half. Uh, that's two and a half times more than my family. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. It's hysterical. Like Thank in tears, so peeing my pants. Oh, Amazing. yeah. She's sore the next day from all the laughing. <laughs> it was an yeah. ad workout for sure. Well, um, thank you so much. It's uh, It means a lot. And the feedback's been unbelievable. You know, when you hear that, like, Stand-up is me, you know, like my thoughts, my opinions, my whole thing. And I'm hoping people will relate and enjoy and laugh. And, you know, it's uh, it's been really awesome to get such amazing feedback. And, you know, when you say two and a half times, I'm like, that's just like the greatest comment in the world. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And I have a friend in town. And as soon as we're like done with this, I'm going to just watch it again. I was just showing him your Instagram. I was like, just watch a couple clips really fast before we jump on this podcast. It's just, it's so fucking funny. The, the ick bit, man, is what had me rolling the best. <laughs> I love the ick bit. Just to like commend you, because I have a lot of friends who are stand-up comedians. And I say by far, like I stand firmly that doing stand-up comedy is the hardest job in the entertainment industry. You have no one but yourself. It's a, you know, stand-up is, is, is a, it's just a, it's the most physical art form. You have to go and do it. You can't say you're a stand-up unless you write go on stage, listen to the set, rewrite the set, and it doesn't happen quickly. It, it's a slow churn, and you have to really want to work at it. So the world of stand-up gets kind of like infiltrated by people who just want to be on stage, and it's a little frustrating for someone who loves doing stand-up like I do, but then when it's good, it's the best feeling in the world. It's great, but I, you know, I don't I think it's just a long process and, you know, writing one bit, there are bits on there that I was working out for 10 years. And there's also bits on that special that it was like a few months, you know, it, it takes time and it just an energy and like, it's a puzzle that you're always trying to solve. Like I'm in Raleigh right now. I'm here to work on standup. I have a whole new hour from the special, which is like the greatest joy to like 
have people in the crowd that like that one thing, and then you can do like the part two. And uh, yeah, I, so that's why I'm in Raleigh to work on material. Like you have to go to Raleigh to work on your jokes. Like or you have, you know. So I think it's it's hard, but I don't, you know. I it's all, when someone's like it's the hardest thing in the world. I'm like I. I wouldn't be able to do, you know, anyone else's job. You know, this is the only thing I can do. Yeah, I just mean for me, like as a as a, like a huge fan of comedy and love going to stand up shows. It's just like, it's just you. You know, like you were explaining earlier. And for me, I'm like, well, you're you're in a band, and like, let's say that the song on stage sucks. It's like, oh, the drummer's fault. Oh, that the fucking guitar is fucked up. You, it's just you. You know, and so it's all on you to make everyone laugh and. Clearly, you're just fucking killing it. So I just wanted to say hats off. Thank you very much. When believe me, when I bomb, woo, that I feel it. You, you know, you got people looking at you like, why would you ever say that? You're like, I don't know why. That was stupid. <laughs> well, I think you also kind of revived comedy. You know, during the pandemic, a lot of like comics are getting canceled. Like you're not allowed to say these things anymore, and you're to- tiptoeing back into it. You know. Sometimes the crowd doesn't respond really well, but you call them out and it's hilarious. I don't know. I really appreciate it. It's like, this is real comedy again. Yeah. That's how I felt. The pronoun bit was hysterical. The gender reveal and like the pronoun reveal. I don't want to tell everybody all of your bits because you guys just have to watch the special. But like, I totally agree with you, Luke. Like it's, it has been frustrating as um, like comedy lovers to see that people have had to like censor themselves so much. Right. I really truly believe that like, as far as stand-up is concerned, the people working at it will, you know, won't say anything wrong. Because I think sometimes when someone's like, "Oh, what are you guys offended?" It's like you, you it can be a lazy joke. Laziness it can be insulting because you're not really taking into account like there are feelings involved. And listen, I've said things on stage where I go, "I don't like the way I sound. I have to adjust it." You know, like I think like sometimes when I hear the like we can't say anything before uh, uh, we can't say anything anymore I it to me it's usually someone not working hard at making the jokes because you are in a stand up room in a in a comedy club especially the comedy cellar you're allowed to like spread your wings and 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 fail and failure is a part of getting to the place where you say something that you really want to say in the way you want to say it that gets the most laughs like that's the thing also like. With comics, I, I truly believe there's no one good, you know, good comedians, they're not there to make a point as much as they want you to laugh. So if you're not laughing, they're going to readjust to make their point. They're yeah. not going to make their point in spite of you not laughing. <laughs> and if they are, they're a piece of shit to me. Like people came, got babysitters, you know, and you're there to like change their mind. No, it's a Saturday <laughs> night. Like make it funny, stupid, you know, like. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. So I want to know how you got, like, how did you get started with Betches? Have you always been a Bachelor, Bachelorette fan, or how did that, all that start? For you, the Bachelorette you? podcast? Oh, I just mean in general, being involved oh. with Betches, the Bachelorette podcast. How did all of that come to be for you? You know, when I was starting comedy, I always was very okay with the internet being another stage. You know, and I know comics are doing that more now. They're putting out clips. They're putting out other things. But I, from day one, I was putting things on the internet because no one was casting me. I'm not, you know, good looking enough to be the lead role. And I'm not, you know, wacky looking enough to be the, you know, the, the funny friend. So I wasn't going to get cast at anything. So I had to create my own venues. So that's why I started creating podcasts and, you know, putting up stuff like tweets on Instagram. People would make fun of you. Oh, you put tweets on Instagram. I'm like, yeah, but they seem to get action. People really share them. Like, and Betches and I 
were introduced through the magic of Jewish geography. And <laughs> when we got together, you know, I've tried to work with other platforms and other online places because I just wanted to be a comedian. And I wanted to be able to like kind of jump into someone's audience, be, make my funnies, and then maybe some of them would become my audience. And Betches is the greatest working relationship I've ever had. It's always been upfront. It's always been real. Like it's always been like. And I used to tweet something. I go, and I would text Jordana or Aileen or Sammy, and I'd be like, "This feels like a Betches tweet. This feels like it's for you guys." And They'd be like, no, or they'd be like, oh, yeah, that is. And it was like nothing. Like, it was just like such a nice partnership because it's like they want funny stuff for the people that follow them. And I want to be funny for people. And then over the years, uh, the relationship just kept getting closer and closer. And I actually had started my podcast like over a decade ago. And then they were guests on my podcast and they were like, we want to do this. And I was like, yeah, why wouldn't you? And then I sent like one email. I did the littlest, smallest favor in the world. I was like, here's some production people that are doing mine. They'll help you. So then they started their podcast. And then I would be a guest on theirs and then on mine. And then one day they were like, we want to do a dating podcast from the male and female point of view. I I was like, I'm doing kind of an advice show with J Train. And they're like, we want the modern take from the male, female point of view. And I was like, and they're like, you'll be the male. And, you know, one of us and, and Jordana who had like, a real interest in relationships and dating and also had her own insecurities with dating and relationships. So that she's very open about on the show was like, I'll be the female. And we just got together. And from day one, it was like really like a a home run because we're speaking to an audience that was looking to hear kind of a more honest take, you know, with dating apps and dating is supposed to be this group thing, but it's not, it's a very lonely thing. Dating is, you know, someone, especially a lot of the women that, we, we have mainly female audience, like they're killing it in every other form and facet of their life. And then this dating thing is like, what, why is this giving me trouble? It's supposed to be fun. So I think what we do best, and I think the special does that as well as like, is to let people know, like, you're not alone. These are frustrations that are very real and totally okay to have. And also there's a guy side of this that isn't as plotted, is as frustrated, is going through their own stuff too. And they're not the evil bad guy who knows everything he's doing or, you know, it's just, they're just trying to get to the best place for them too. So that's really where, and then when you upstarted from then on, we've just had like a really nice, wonderful working relationship, but also a friendship, their family, Betches, like I asked them to co-produce the, the, the special and they were like, yeah, of course. And, and like Homeless Pimp, is uh, the guy, the director of the special, Mike Lavin. He like, like all the people working on it that did it were friends and family. So like that really means the world to me. And like, you know, I, you know, the betches are the, are truly like the best and they get it so much. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. I can't, Luke, I can't wait until next time we go to New York and go to the Betches office. Like I've been going to the Betches office forever. I have the books. I have like my favorite workout shirt is not today, Satan, which is like, I don't know, 2012 Betches. Yeah. (laughs) just forever ago. Um, okay, really quick. Can we talk about The Bachelorette? Can we just talk about the season of The Bachelorette? What do, you, uh, what do you want to talk about? What do we think? Okay. So I'm never a hater of, you know, the, those on reality TV because I know what that's like. But as a viewer, we have to just think about it, you know, as a viewer. I'm having a hard time with this season. It's boring. It's a snooze fest. It, it's okay it really to say. Fucking I don't is. Think, it really is. You know, 
They did it with Zach. You know, Zach Shalcross. I hated that one too. Well, that's the thing. They they've opted more towards romanticism and Disney rather than reality TV show, which is what we want. Like the idea that we we want drama. We want we want some like you know some wackadoos. We want some people to like, uh, we want to like second guess where they're coming from. Are they here for the right reasons? Charity and Zach, and Zach was easy to make fun of because it was like, (laughs) he became like the internet punching bag. But to me, they're one and the same. They are two people who really just want to settle down and kind of just get married and do the thing they did before the the Bachelor Bachelorette. It doesn't, I, I, I don't think either of them are really thinking, like Zach, when I met him, couldn't have been nicer. And if you look at his social media now, which not a lot of people do, um, (laughs) it's just two people that seem to be in a relationship. Like they're pretty normal and they're in Austin. Like they didn't even go to L.A. They didn't even go to San Diego. So, you know, I use him as a reference because people were really like, who is this guy? And it was like he ended up just being this like kind of like guy you went to college with who disappears into suburbia, (laughs) you know? And I think the show, if in that way, like this season, you have charity who's wonderful and seems like a great person. Oh yeah. And is doing a great job, but like she's going to end up with another kind of form of Zach, which at some point, and they're going to settle down and good for them. That's what the show's for. But I don't think it brought like the drama and the, the craziness that maybe, Sometimes we get with the show, but uh, I, I, so I, I'm with you. It's a little bit of a snooze fest. Yeah, I agree with though. It's not that it, it, it isn't charity. It's the dudes. It's like, where did you find these guys? Like, my God, I could not tell you probably one of their names. Right. I mean, I could, but I, I, you know, they <laughs> again, they're like, they're kind of like Zach in the form of like, you know, maybe Aaron B, who came back. And I will see what happens there. I, I don't watch spoilers. I don't watch. Ahead. Oh, he's the one that just flew back to the Fiji. one that flew back. He, he's the only one that kind of like gives a little bit like Hollywood. I, I'm kind of like looking to get a little screen time. But yeah. Do you think that he flew himself? Yeah. You think do you think he paid for that flight? to No, Fiji? come on. Okay, I, I, no. There's no way. Yeah. I, I think he said I want to go. Yeah. You know, like So to me, it's more interesting to think of charities kind of thing right now. Like charity can't end relationships unless the person's evil right and 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 that's kind of an interesting relationship flaw that a lot of people could relate to they where they have to make the other person this grand horrific person because like the example that i think of is tanner tanner was the guy who was on the two-on-one date and then she gives out no rose if you don't give out any rose on a two-on-one you don't like either of them get rid of them You, you don't like these guys that's okay yeah. You, she didn't need this and and how hard it is for her to end things is really like an interesting plight that not a lot of people like want to admit to because she is a in the morals universe like if we were going to compare morals her morality is I want love so no one's mm-hmm. ever going to say that she's a bad person but she's which he isn't, but I'm saying like with, with Xavier, Xavier's just like, I, I, you know, I've cheated before. I want to let you know because you've yeah. dealt with cheating. 
And it's like that conversation got like weird to me. It's like it got really oh, dark and weird. Yeah, right. I mean, Xavier didn't really speak on it really well. He kind of was like, yeah, no, I, what am I going to do if I'm in the Caribbean and I see a woman's breast? And you're like, dude, say less. Say yeah. Oh, yeah. He just kept digging. Yeah. Just, just, digging just and like, digging. I heard think that it, Don't say it out loud. Save it for your bros. Don't say it. Like, you're not speaking to a vacuum right now, dude. <laughs> like you're on national television talking to the girl you supposedly could engage, get engaged to. Right. Like, and you just, and to me, like if he had said less, it's just a guy who's just not ready to get engaged. And for sure. And it was him like, you know, you know, digging that grave, so to speak. But like, and then for her to say like, you know, and cheating, oh my, she like hung on that cheating thing, which listen, that morally, the internet's always going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. Like she literally said in it, she's like, well, cheating in marriage is horrible. And it's like, who disagrees with you? There's yeah, no one no, in the world. That totally. That's, but that's kind of the internet thing. Like people on the internet say things, love and hate. And they make sure that everyone agrees with them. There's no nuance. There's no context. The, you know, and that's where I like watching The Bachelorette, The Bachelor, because I could see Xavier's a good guy who's made mistakes, who doesn't know how to talk about those mistakes, and isn't sure about charity. Charity is sitting there going, okay, now I have a good reason to kick someone off, and I don't have to feel bad that I gave up on a good hand of poker. You know, That's the fear. That's why people don't get out of relationships they know are just fine, because they go, well, I don't want to look like an idiot for giving up love. Yeah. Who am I when I have someone who loves me to say no to love for someone that doesn't even exist out there, for a version of that? And I get into that in the special. Uh, and I talk about in the special how I end things before the next step when they don't feel right. And it's like, you know, you go, I don't have a good reason to end this relationship. I wish I had a good reason. I wish, you know, I've had, I've, I've dated girls that are like, it would have been easier if you just, I walked in on you cheating on me. And it's like, not for me. You know, like, I don't think that I don't want to be a, you know, that's not what I want to do to someone. But then it's like, I understand that they want to have that grand reason that they don't look like they were frivolous with love, you know? And I think that goes back to charity in the bachelorette season. Oh yeah. It's like going, like tapping into your special and bachelorette, but totally. It's like, if you break up with somebody just as a chick, I'm like, but why? Right. But why? But I'm wait. So what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Over and over and over in my head. It's like, well, no. There's <laughs> as I've gotten older, I'm 40 now. It's like, no, there is such a thing as like, it's not you, it's me. Like, or I, I just don't. I'm just not into you. I'm yeah. like, I'm really sorry. I just but don't. How do I say that without breaking further. your fucking heart? Right. <laughs> right. I can't get there, and I don't know why. And I wish it was. And it's not personal. And and again, it's easier when you're like, I hate this fucking person. And and. Mm. I, I think that's why a lot of times, not to like make it all gendered, but it's like women try again and again with the same guy. Oh, yeah. Who they know because they're trying to change it because they're like, I got him in front of me. I got the audience. Mm. You know, like I'm not. And you hear from your friends the apps and how horrible they are. And you go, I, I don't want to go to scary app land. I want to stay here in the comfy, cozy land of this mediocre relationship. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, scary app land is a real thing, man. I mean, I was on Hinge before Luke and I started dating strictly because I had COVID and I was bored. I was like, this is a fun game. Don't let summer funk ruin your summer fun. This year, it's time to summer proof your body odor. And luckily there is a solution. That's why today I am so excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant for pits, privates, and beyond. You heard me. 
Oh, and did we mention that it's also clinically proven to control odor better than shower and soap alone? Why do I love Lumi? The whole body deodorant is the first of its kind, and Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. I'm talking your pits, thigh folds, belly buttons, feet, and beyond. Listen, we all think about it. Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor up to 72 hours. I'm sure you're asking how. Duh. Unlike some deodorants that try to mask odor with a fragrance, Lumi is formulated to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-deodorant. Plus, I love that it's aluminum-free, baking soda-free, and paraben-free. It's pH balanced for safe use below the belts, and you can choose from a variety of fresh, bright scents. Clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Coconut's my fave. Lumi Starter Pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like my faves are the mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi Starter Pack with code DOTI at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off. 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code DOTI. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com and use code DOTI. Listen, guys, I am always trying to do right by my body. So when it comes to my hair and scalp health, finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients always seems like a trade-off. But with Vegamore, I get products that are made with clean ingredients and give me visibly healthy hair and scalp. Don't get me started on my Vegamore products, whether it's my hair serum or my Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner, I am able to have visibly thicker, fuller, shinier, longer hair without all the harsh ingredients. Every cute pink bottle of Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free, and you guys know how I feel about that. They are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. These products are so easy to incorporate in my morning and my nighttime routine. Whether I'm showering and washing my hair, I obviously use Grow Shampoo and Conditioner. Or if I'm going out that evening, I just spray some Grow Dry Shampoo on and I'm ready to go. No greasy hair on this girl. Trust me, you know that's true. When you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on products that you need to take care of your hair. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow every 15 seconds on their website. That is how good this stuff is. So give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, sex, love, and what else matters, listeners, get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash and use code DOTI at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash DOTI. Code DOTI to save 20% off your first order. Again, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash DOTI. Code DOTI. You guys, please DM me and let me know what you think. The only fun stories to tell are the scary Appland stories. Not like the scary, I mean like the funny stupid ones where a guy acts like a dick or someone says something weird. Like those are the only stories you tell because they're the only ones that entertain. You know, the, the, we had, we met on hinge and it's been great ever since. No one wants to hear that story. That's not even a fun story. Where's the conflict? Yeah. You're like, Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Cool. Love. (laughs) Um, who gives a fuck? Tell me about the guy who sent a dick pic, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Are you on dating apps? I am. I, I, I kind of got off of, uh, most of them. How many were you on at one time? Two. I cut it down. I was only on two. I, I, Hinge and Raya were the two. I think Hinge is the best one. Raya is a, a nightclub everyone wants to get into, but nobody dances. Yeah. Um, you know, I like Hinge the most because of the prompts. I think it's like, you get to be the most you in a internet way. 
And that's where, you know, I talk a lot on the special about like the thing, those are all frustrations with Hinge, but they're frustrations because, you know, there's people playing it safe on there. They'll write prompt answers that like anyone could give. And then there's people like, you know, that, and, and you end up seeing the same thing over and over again. And that's where your frustration lies because you're like, I don't want to leave the house for anything less than spectacular for me. And for me is a big, important part of that sentence. Like, I think as you get older, it's like, I'm just, I know what I want. I know what I want to feel. I know what I'm looking for. And that holds you back on a dating app. You know, that's the part that makes you go, you know, I don't know. They don't have, you know, they, they live in Hoboken. I live in Manhattan. How could I? We have two different people. You know, like it's one of those stupid things. That's so true. Is it true um, that Raya, like you don't match with people like in your neighborhood, like in your area? That's the weird part. It, Raya, like it'll be like, oh, you match with somebody in uh, Hungary. And you're like, well, cool. You know, like I, I don't know. Now what? You know, they're, like. They're, yeah. They're like from from Iowa, currently lives in Sydney, Australia. And I'm like, well, then what the fuck am I wasting my time for? Right. Like, I, I Everyone in Raya, like it looks AI generated too. Like it's just like the pictures are like, what, like, like, wait a minute. Uh, you do photo shoots for a marketing job? Like, I don't know. It's like, it's very bizarre on there. I, I, um. I don't know. I think, you know, myself, like everyone else, we want to meet through everyone wants off the app. The app is a crutch. Yeah. You know, the app is a way to be out, but not out, you know, and, and also it's the thing your friends tell you to do to stop you from complaining and to shut you the fuck up. <laughs> totally so true. if you're not on the dating app, it's like you're not working at it. It's like, well, that's not true. You know, you know, the, the, the dating app is a piece of the the pie, but like, if you go to your friends, you're like, ah, you know, they're like, who are you seeing? And you're like, no one. And they're like, well, um, and you're like saying no one, like, do you know someone? Like, go ahead, pitch me some ideas. And they're like, well, are you on the dating apps? And, you're like, and if you ever say no to them, they're like, yeah, what are you, then what are you doing? It's like, um, I'm trying to be a human being who has interactions <laughs> with people in a genuine way. I, I don't they're know. Like, clearly uh -huh. you don't want love, Jared. Right, right, clearly. right. And it's such an unfair thing. We People do that to single people all the time. Like, oh, well. I, you know, if you're not going to help yourself, then, you know, and you're like, oh, uh, you know, it's like the most, that's when you know, that's not like a, that's not a friend who's ever going to help you. You know, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. That's oh, your married friend. It's the, uh, the married women in the, uh, like <laughs> women in relationships. Favorite thing to do is to grab their single friend's phone and start swiping for them. And I think I it's hate so that funny. so much. I'm not a fucking so puppet. That girl. You know, you feel like you're there. Like I, that is, I'll tell you a story. I match with this girl. And I was looking at her profile and you go, you know, you see a match. You do get attached to matches sometimes. You go, this is someone, I see it. And then you get like frustrated by that too in the other direction because you're like, hey, how are you? And then they don't answer. You're like, just circling back. I uh, kind of <laughs> thought you were kind of my type. And then so this was years ago. Um, I was on an app. I don't even remember which one it was, but I matched with this woman and we like went to the same college and we had a lot of mutual friends that was back like when hinge was like more of like the friend of a friend app like you had yeah. to have some people in common so it was hinge and i matched with this girl and i'm like you know i'm, I'm, I'm starting to uh jordana abraham uh, my co-host on you up and the betches they have a they call it emotional masturbation when you start like seeing it before it even happens so i'm emotionally masturbating and i'm like you know what I'll, I, and I said hi, and I didn't get an answer. So I texted my buddy who we had in common. And he like, and I saw that they were 
like Facebook friends. And like, I was like, okay. I go, hey man, I matched with this girl. What's her deal? I wrote something, didn't get an answer. Do you know what her deal is? So then he got, you know, he's a friend. He does, goes and does some investigation. He called, <laughs> he texts me a day later. He's like, hey man, um, tough, tough break. But uh, she said her friend was playing with the app and that's how you guys matched. And she was just going to ignore it. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's, like, so embarrassing. Like, I was like, I felt like a pawn in this, like, weird game, you know, puppeteer, I, you know, whatever. And it was just, and on a dating app, you rarely get turned down. Like, you rarely feel turned down. They were created to avoid getting turned down. They were created by male nerds. And I say that in a loving way, but they were created by male nerds who didn't want to leave the house, who didn't want to go out, who wanted to go up to women where it was safe and they knew it would be safe. So that's what these were created for. So it is because when you, you even know when you swipe, swipe left is a no, swipe right is a yes. And if you don't get a match right away, what do you think? Oh, they haven't seen me yet. So <laughs> you don't think like that they looked at you and were like, oh, like you never <laughs> think of that. So you go to the safest place. So it was that what this was like a very rare moment where I had gotten dumped on a dating app and I was like, oh, and I, <laughs> I just think of that friend playing like, Ooh, this is fun. And I'm like, my life is in this, is in the, is at stake. I just had this conversation with one of my girlfriends the other day where she's like, finally over her ex after last year, like she thinks she's ready to start getting on the apps, but she's like kind of afraid and she's in her late twenties. And I'm like, girl, I love playing that game. I love playing with apps. Do you want to go to happy hour and give me your phone? I'll buy and just let me play for you. And she was like, that would be so much fun. I would love that. So I'm totally that fucking asshole. I mean, they, they, and listen, in, in your defense, they're made to look like slot machines. They're made for like a dopamine rush. Like, you know, it's made to make anyone feel that. Like, you get a match for her, you go, ooh, let's like, see what they're what like. <laughs> Open it up. Ooh, what's he What's he do? What's his age? What's his other pictures look like? What's his prompts like? Because we start at looks, whether you want to admit that or not, or whether oh, you're... Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, like, again, the internet commenter will go, oh, it's all about looks. Yes, it is. Sorry. <laughs> you know, tough shit. You know, so, but also... There's no such thing as bad looks to me. Everyone has a look for someone. You know, there's men on, you know, there's men masturbating to feet. There's so, they're masturbating to feet so much that there's a hyperlink on a porn website that takes you quicker to the feet. So, so you are someone's foot. You are a version for someone out there. So the idea that, you know, so when we get into this looks conversation, I, I hate the, these people that are just like, well, uh, no, 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 that's the app. We're doing that. We're swiping in real time, too. You go to a bar, you make eye contact with people, you avoid eye contact with other people. So, <laughs> yeah, so, it, it, but it is fun, these apps. Like, you, you, and then you get the fun stops because you're like, wait a minute, um, there should be another level here. I'm always, why am I always on level one? <laughs> I agree. Dude, that would actually, that would expand it so much more. It'd be so fun if you do graduate to a level, you hit a hundred matches. Now you unlocked, you know, the Yeah, next but they're like, but for an it. additional twenty nine ninety nine oh, right, per yeah. month, then you can <laughs> unlock level two. <laughs> People would pay. I always thought there would be a fun idea for a bar uh, called Red Light, Green Light, where you could take a date to the bar and in your hand, you get a, a clicker and it would be three rooms. The first room was like a bar with just like stand-up tables, like no no chairs, but like a, 
a bar. And then the second room would be couches and like more. And if you hit green light, once your partner said green light, you go to the next bar. And the next bar was like a little bit cozier. The lights went down a little bit. There's pass around hors d'oeuvres and there's couches. <laughs> and then if you both hit green light, you go to the next room, which is a bedroom, and you just get the fuck. You go to the boom boom room. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I, I, but if you hit red light on them, a bouncer would come and just shove them out of the place. And then they'd go to another bar and all the singles, all the people that were red lighted, they'd go to all another the re- bar the where rejects. they could hang out and meet someone new. And you go back <laughs> to the end of the game. <laughs> so it really is a game. We're all in agreement. Oh, that sounds right. like fun. We did stoplight parties in college where you, where you wear the color, red, yellow, or green. And like yellow's like, eh, I don't know if I'm ready to date. Green's like, I'm available. Red, I'm in a relationship. What the hell are you going to the party if you're in a relationship for a bunch of singles? Because your friends are having a party. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> why you're going to the party. I was like, that sounds boring. Well, you're the ones that can like pass people off. I don't know. They're... Exactly. Sometimes you need a friendly introduction. Yeah. yeah the swing game. That too. The swing game. Yeah. I would say you're the wingman. If you yeah. have the red on, you're just the wingman. Right. Man. All right. That's fair. Do you have like a go-to, you know, when you have to reach out to someone? Like, what do you say? Do you just go like, hey, what's up? And hopefully they say something funny back. Because that's what—that's my go-to is like, hey, how are you? Or hey, what's up? And if I didn't get something fucking cool and funny back, I'm like, bye. My thought on that was always, people always ask for like good opening lines on dating apps, especially. My thing is always make it specific to their profile. I don't think, hey, what's up is a bad intro. Like, let's just get it going. I hate when people hate on that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad. Just how was the weekend? I don't think it's bad. Hey, how are you? I don't think it's bad. I think just lo- let's get it moving. I do think if you want to be specific, a dating app profile is literally someone's art project. It is literally someone, something they made. We are all millennial narcissists, okay? <laughs> we want people to comment on the things we made. We want the artwork on the fridge. So, When you come on a dating app and you see someone's profile and you see they like they're at the beach, talk about the beach. Like just talk about something on their profile. Like, and if nothing jumps out at you, maybe you're not ready. You don't want to talk to them. You know, like I, I, I kind of have that thought, like, or maybe they're, they're not really good. Cause I do think your prompts are really where you score. Like if you answer a prompt with I, not you, I and you give an I statement where you're vulnerable and someone jumps onto that, that's a more, that's more match than not match. Like to me, like if you say like, I like getting to the beach before 10 a.m. and having my first drink at noon. Okay. Now if I wrote back to that, which I think that's a good prompt. It's a little vague, but it's a little specific. You like the beach. You gave times of the day. If I wrote back that, what's the noon drink? Now I'm actively engaging with you on something you brought up. Like to me on a dating app, the, the, the biggest mistake we all make, and I am guilty of this, is trying to get a lot of matches. So when people try to get a lot of matches, yeah, you, now you get exhausted. Now you're talking to a lot of piece of shits. Now you're talking to people who just want sex and you haven't made it difficult for them. You want to put that line out so even when you get a match – and then, you know, you match because of looks and then they go, hey, what's your noon drink? You go, oh, they sn- they snagged the line. And now you're having a like an actual conversation that might happen in a bar. Like I, and it's a, I think it's I think we look past that because, you know, it's there's less of that. You're, and, 
you know, the apps, the, 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 the illusion is more, more, more is better, but it's not. Yeah, no, I totally fucking agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, also, like you said, if you do a nondescript kind of profile trying to be like, oh, I don't want to offend anybody, you're not going to attract anybody either. You need to right. be who you are. So you've got a single line out. Yeah, you got to you got to make a profile that people would say no to. Exactly. And, and that's kind of counterintuitive. Yeah, mine would be like, mm, usually don't wash my makeup off before I go to bed, if I'm being honest. And sometimes I brush my teeth with Listerine. How's your day? <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. What type of Listerine? You know, get into that. Like, you know, all that stuff. Like, you don't use toothpaste? That's crazy. You know, like, someone could get into that. <laughs> I mean, I would fucking hope not. Do you ever, um, so you said like your friend, for example, is like investigated people for you. For me, when I was on dating apps, immediately, if they didn't have their social media handle, I'm like, all right, I can find this dude. Mm. I can find him. First name, city he lives in, going right. to find him for sure. And I need to do the stalking. I need to see if we have mutual friends. I need to make sure he didn't like fuck one of my friends or go on a date with her recently. And I just didn't know about it. Do you like pre-stalk or pre-investigate any of your dates? I think we have to live in a world where we all do that. I think if you don't, you're not. I, I'll, I'll say a couple things. Women think men don't know how to do this or don't think to do this. They're wrong. They're just wrong. We're just like you. We're looking everyone up. We're not. They women allow men this blissful naivete that they that let us off the hook in every aspect of dating, and I think it's a mistake. So just know that if you do it, they're doing it. And if, you know, so we're all doing a levels of it, not to say we're doing the same amount. I do think you can go too far where you're looking down, you know, in their past and then you go on the date and the whole date is just you faking it being like, oh, oh, your parents are divorced. And it's like, you saw the picture <laughs> of the guy tagged Rob and not dad. Like you knew, <laughs> you know, like, so I do think sometimes this stuff reveals things about you too, or to me anyways. Um, I remember when I was on a date once and I was like, we had a mutual friend and the mutual friend, I was like, oh my God, you know this person. We like, before the first date, I told them, the, we figured out that I was going on a date with their friend. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, that's great. I was actually more excited about it. I was like, we have someone in common. Like, that's kind of like, if I like the person that I'm talking to, then I'm sure to like this other person. And then- um, we went on the date and I actually said something like, I, I, I had to like, before the date, I had to like make sure we had the right timing because I had shows that night and I go, Hey, I just want to let you know, like I'm down for like, if you don't mind getting together early, I have shows at nine. Can we do six? And they're like, no problem. So I get to the date and I'm like, thanks for changing up the times. And I'm like, so our friend, you know, Lauren, our mutual friend. And she goes, she told me, I told me about you. She said that you knew each other, and I just told her, don't say another word. I don't want to know. So I don't know anything about you. And I go, well, that's kind of weird to me. Yeah. To me, like, what are you afraid of? Is It was like my first thought. You know, you go, you, I, I, to me, that was like a, a, a tell of like, I'm having a time. Like, I, I really fucking hate dating. Because you're like, <laughs> I don't need to know one thing that will make me not excited to go on the date. It's like, maybe you shouldn't be dating at that point. Yeah, You know, because you go, because when I heard friend, I go, great, I'm, I'm actually pumped. I think you should be excited for a first date. And it's an icebreaker. It's a, it's like an easy conversation starter. Like, oh, you know, how do you know? Oh, that, oh, you guys went to college where, wherever the fuck they know each other from. It's just a, such an easy conversation icebreaker. Right. And also we'd be past, like, I think ha in the beginning of the day, you go, 
I know this, you know that. Let's get to, you know, let's be on day two conversations as opposed to day one. I'm not saying to rush. I'm just saying, like, I think if there was, it, because she goes, I don't know. I thought you said you were going, like, I go, well, and then it took like an hour later. I'm like, so I'm a comedian. And she's like, oh, what? And I go, <laughs> I go, well, Jesus. and she's like, I thought you meant you were going to like a Broadway show tonight. I'm like, that just can't be true. I'm going to my own yeah, show. Yeah, it can't I was be like, true. <laughs> I was like, what? We are so behind that at this point, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah, you're like, we're, we're really before date one now. It's like even weirder. <laughs> so it was a little like bizarre, but it also told me a lot about like, first of all, we're not the magic. That made me feel like this person wasn't ready to really get out there yet. I, I and, and again, like, I, I'm not looking to like fix up, you know, whatever. I'm not looking to talk shit. I'm just saying like, I get it. Like, uh, but, but right now, like, so as far as like looking someone up, like, I think you like looking someone up is normal. I think also to say to someone, I looked you up, I saw this, this was cool, I saw this, what's this all about? I think that's like, we have to live in 2023 reality. And if you don't, then you kind of look like you're afraid of living in 2023. Because like, when I see someone had a birthday on Instagram stories, I say to them, hey, I saw you went out for your birthday, that's so cool, good for you, happy birthday. If I was like, so how was your weekend? And I'm like, doing this ass. Like, I'm not living in reality. Yeah, totally. That's such a good fucking point. It is. And people also get creeped out, though. You say that and be like, oh, you, how'd you watch my story? And it's like, your social's on the stupid app. You know, I don't know. I've run into that stuff. I'm from the Midwest, and they're always like a few years behind, you know, the West Coast or even Denver, East Coast. Everywhere else is ahead of the Midwest. So you do something like that, that could be immediate, like, turn off, like, oh, dude, is this guy a stalker? Like, how does he know all this stuff? Like, they don't, at least my experience a couple of years ago dating was that ran into that. You make a comment and you got to try to toe a line to not be like, Oh, I know everything about you. Cause I looked you up. Yeah. I think it's like a, there, there's like a toe a line is a great way to put it because I think there's like, there's a little bit of like class to it. You know, you have to like, you have to walk the tight wire, but it's like, I looked you up is, is not like I went down to like 17 years ago in your pictures. Like, I looked you up. It looks like you do this. What's going on? And if they have an open profile, like that is also like one of those things you go, it is open to the world. They know that they made it open, you know, like, and especially if someone's a public person, as you know, for me as a comedian, if someone said that to me, I am putting myself out there to be seen. So like that's kind of a different story than like, Hey, I went to your Facebook and saw the first post you ever did. I don't know. I, <laughs> right. I, I think yeah. there's like a way to do it. If I follow someone on Instagram, I think it's – if someone follows me on Instagram, like I have people that are like, oh, I don't want to act like a stalker. But I saw – you know, I, I feel like I know that you were at this place today. I'm like, yeah, you know I was at that place today because I put it out there that I was at that place today. Like it's – that it would be weird of me to be like, what? <laughs> Dude, I'm not saying it's not weird. It is totally weird. People are weird sometimes, you know. You bring it up. You see their story and they're like, how do you know that? I saw your story. And they're like – Oh, so you're already watching my story and we haven't gone on a date yet? I'm like, okay, well, this isn't going anywhere. Right, that, they, you know? they ain't going to go anywhere. Like, yeah. I, I, again, they want to live in two different realities. They want to live in the 50s where, can I pick up uh, Rachel, Mr. Smith? You know, like, <laughs> with a flower knocking at the door. And it's like, eh, okay, good luck. Yeah, and I'm the girl who's like, 
oh shit, uh, I call like my best friend. I'm like, oh God, Brittany, I had too many glasses of wine and I accidentally liked his ex-girlfriend's photo that he was tagged in. <laughs> and then I unliked it. But do you think she has notifications and she can tell him? So so what we're saying, listeners, is there's there's a there's a line in between these two things. Right. I, I think if it's out helpful. there, it's out there. We all know it is. Like to be weirded out, I don't know. It's let it happen, you know? I don't know. And, and also, if that's not your cup of tea, good. The yeah. faster you know, the more you know that they're not your match. Yeah. Do you find it difficult because you're a comedian, like touring comedian? Is that ever hard? Like when you've had girlfriends or you've been dating girls, like do they get jealous or you don't have enough time for them? Or have you been fairly successful like in times you have dated girls because clearly you're single right now, but where they've been like, nope, that's totally cool. I understand what you do for a living. Step into a world of nonstop action on DraftKings Casino. Play the classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots. Ugh, my favorite. Plus enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Right now, new customers can get a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you just deposit $5 or more. All you have to do is sign up, select the offer, make your deposit, and start playing from a full suite of games. Your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. Play online on your time, in your space, and within your means. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Download the DraftKings Casino app now. Sign up with promo code DOTY, and new customers get a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you just deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code DOTY. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races in West Virginia. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery and Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org 21+. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. One per opted in new customer. Minimum $5 deposit. Max match $100 in casino credits, which require one-time play through within seven days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice restrictions apply. Are you tired of cycling through the endless amount of trending skincare products that all claim to smooth wrinkles, firm skin, and give you a youthful glow, but don't really deliver results at the end of the bottle? Well, support for today's episode comes from OneSkin, founded by a team of four female PhD-level longevity scientists, Hala, with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. Their flagship product, OS1 Face, is clinically validated to improve firmness, fine lines, and overall tone and appearance. Unlike most skincare products on the market, OneSkin works deeper than surface level and is designed to promote healthier skin from the inside out. When you have healthier skin, you have better looking skin. For a limited time, our listeners can get 15% off OneSkin with our code DOTY at oneskin.co. I love my face. And body moisturizer. It's the perfect texture. Not too heavy and not too sticky. And the face wash is so refreshing. One Skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with groundbreaking approach. One Skin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. 
it's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with the code DOTI at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code DOTI. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. The time thing is hard. It's really hard. The jealousy thing doesn't generally work its way in because I, I, you know, I don't really, I don't think I really put that out there as a, as a person, but the time thing is tough. Cause like what ends up happening is like you go on a couple dates and then you have this like big, like a two week window. And it's like, I always say in the podcast, like beware of vacations, beware of birthdays, beware of holidays, beware of global pandemics, because <laughs> those, those things create space and opportunity to go like to lose your momentum, to forget, to really not feel like you, you know, you, I don't know, like a, a birthday, because if you go through a birthday together, you've automatically gone more serious, whether you want to admit that or not. Um, if you go through a, you know, a holiday together and you do something together, you've gotten more serious whether you like that or not. The thing for me is like sometimes you go on a couple of dates and they're like, great and then you go away a couple of weeks and you kind of forget the feeling of how great it was or, and you go, well, if I forgot, then maybe I'm not that into it and I should back away. And then on the other side of that, you go on a couple of dates with someone and then you go and you do something else and then it's like you're in third date territory, but you're like, Hey, want to come meet me and do something cool where we can go? Like you kind of do some events that might be three month territory, like, and with travel and stuff and with schedules that are kind of up in the air. And you guys know this, like, Hey, want to come meet me in this town and we'll go hang out and get dinner and do the whole thing. And you go, that's a good way to like get to know each other quicker, but it's also a really tough way to like get to know someone and, and not feel like you're like leading them on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. For yeah, sure. our relationship kind of had jet fuel as far as <laughs> literally. Uh, we didn't just like go on vacation for a week together, spend every minute, and then not see each other for a month. It's like right. kind of how our relationship started. Well, because we it's do wild. long distance. Yeah, I live part. in Colorado typically, but I'm here <laughs> because I guess I have some work here now, including the, <laughs> other, other than the podcast. But yeah, it was uh, wild like that. It's like, okay. We're not, we're saying we're not dating, but we spend a week straight together like once a month. Yeah, totally. You guys, you totally get it. Like that, that, that's one of those things that like, especially in the comedy world, like, oh, I got a week off and I'm kind of like chilling. And then like, hey, Netflix bought my special. I'm about to go like on every podcast that's ever been made. And <laughs> I need to like go to, you know, to Charleston to visit a, you know, uh, visit a podcast and I need to go fly here and let's do dinner on Tuesday, but then I can't go for a couple of weeks, you know, like there's like things that come up and I'm, and I'm, I'm happier now because like, I'm starting to like back off of some things and open up more time. But yeah, time is really the hardest thing because time and effort are kind of what shows someone how much you care when you can't do it. And you say you want to, you can only say that for so long. Yeah, that's true. So how do you feel about Bachelor in Paradise coming up, switching gears a little bit? Because I'm really fucking excited. I'm excited. That's my favorite I, I, of all three. I like Bachelor in Paradise. I, I never it was it was it was tough for me to get into at first. I don't like when they're part of the joke. And that kind of <laughs> felt like they were. I like to make fun of I do like when it's romantic. Because of the, I, the intro and especially. <laughs> yeah, the intro always turned me off. I, I was like, uh, I'm the Joker. Fuck you guys. You know, like whatever. It's grown on me. I do like the live Tinder aspect. I think they need to like have a bell on the beach 
that when you say you're in a relationship with someone, you ring the bell and then you go off to another part of the island or go home and we check in with you to see how it goes once you get your cell phones back. Like, I think that would be, I think it, cause I think the ending needing an engagement, like recently, the engage, they don't play for me. I don't really care about the engagements. They all break up anyways, mostly. Mostly, uh, yeah. Th- so Bachelor Paradise, I'm more excited Golden Bachelor. Like, I think Golden Bachelor is going to be fantastic. I hated the idea of it when I used to see the commercials for casting. And now that they have introduced the new Golden Bachelor to us, I'm like, okay, number one, pull up my fucking heartstrings, right? And he's (laughs) obviously like super handsome and he's hysterical because he's like social media. What? Like, like really honestly, like I'm sure dude has probably a Facebook that he, you know, he has 20 followers. It's like his friends from when he was like four in forties or something like that. I, oh, I'm like, I haven't even heard about this. You got to pick, okay. I don't know what is going on. With Do you want to explain to me? So they're they're going to have a bachelor who's in his seventies and, oh. gonna, and, and that's basically it. Like that's the premise. And then they are bringing on, you know, we don't know the cast yet. No, we don't. We have so that's no kind idea. of like the thing. Everyone's like really curious. Like, is it going to be age older? Range. What are the ages of the women? What are their backstories going to be? But they, I'll, with, with the guy they chose, they chose the perfect candidate because he's a guy who's, you know, he has this story where his wife had passed away. They were high school sweethearts. He's he's saying he he seems like he's been trained in media. Oh, totally. Like, like maybe that's why it took so long to start this show. They like were training him like, you know, yeah. in a bunker or something because he had his answers. Oh, yeah. Men tell all he was like perfection perfection and he's an active 71 year old man so i'm interested in it because i think what it does is it puts the reality back in reality tv like you're gonna have older people who like i don't think they're gonna be there like trying to get attention but i also don't think they're gonna be there not trying to get attention and faking it right they're not trying to be influencers we know that for the most well we think i mean he's not but yeah I'm, i'm really curious like are all the women going to be closer to his age or are they going to like toss in a 40 year old or oh, 45 year old? I'm sure there'll be women in their forties. I'm like positive. I don't know. I, I want to see a woman in her twenties. I want to see what happens. Just <laughs> see how angry everyone gets. Like, I just think it would be hilarious. I don't know. It, it, to me, like the bachelor universe is a Petri dish and you throw these elements in there and kind of see how they bounce off of each other. And like, to me, a 71 year old man with, some older women. It's great. Like, I'm just so excited. Like, I, I, I think that's like a, a, you know, that's a Petri dish I've never seen before. So I'm excited. No, I'm really, I'm fucking stoked for it. Is that, that's coming out after Bachelor in Paradise? No, I think they're going to be running like that on Mondays and Bachelor in Paradise on Tuesdays. It's going to be just like, Holy it's going to be a lot. Like I, my life is going to be overtaken and maybe. I, Yours for work purposes for your podcast, but mine, there goes my life. I'm like, sorry, we forgot to record our podcast this week, but I can't handle that there's two Bachelor seasons going on at the same time. Absolutely. Oh, that's my favorite shit. Oh, yeah. man, you know, our followers actually want us to recap some Bachelor stuff. Like, we've been asked specifically to do that sort of thing. We could do, like, a joint episode with your podcast, Bachelorette, and talk about yeah. all of it. You know, Bachelor in Paradise, Golden Bachelor. I don't know. If you were open to that, that'd be a lot of fun. 
go through the whole thing. We got to go through the whole universe. Yeah. Yeah. Luke's and Luke's really brand new to this. Like I, I forced him to watch bachelor in paradise last season. He was like, okay, I can, this is like kind of entertaining. Like they're kind of fucking messy and I can get into this. And then when it just came to his first experience was with Zach as the bachelor and then charity as bachelorette. And he was like, yeah, it wasn't my first experience. So my family, my oh, sisters pulled the- me in when they started the fantasy, you know, like fantasy football, they had yeah, fantasy bachelorette. And that, I mean, made it a game. I'm like, okay, who's going to get eliminated? Who's going to say this? And it was, it made it fun for me. And that lasted like one season, but I've, I was busy in, in, in the middle of nowhere in Colorado. After <laughs> That's that. so why you got to, you got to watch on my Instagram stories. So on my Instagram stories, yes. I yell at the bachelor and it's like a spark notes version of the show. So you get done with it in like 10 minutes, but it's just me yelling at the TV and making fun of it. <laughs> it's the whole so time. fucking so funny. <laughs> It's fucking hysterical, dude. Um, okay, so well, yeah. So what's going on with you now? So your Netflix special just came out. Are you you're in Raleigh? Obviously, you're still doing shows. Are you like touring? Are you just choosing kind of spots to go because you want to just you know keep working on your craft? Which is I don't, true. I don't, I don't get much choice in the matter. I just say oh. I, it's really yes or no. But I, I'm going to like Lexington, Kentucky. I'm going. Oh, I got no a bunch way. of dates coming up. Yeah, I'm going to uh, Huntington, Long Island, Atlanta. Uh, I'm doing shows in Philly. I'm doing a, a couple of theaters, Baltimore. I'm all over the country, Portland, Oregon. Are you going to be in L.A. or no, because you were just here? I was just there, but, you know, L.A. is like a different beast. Like, L.A. and New York, like, as far as doing an hour is concerned on stage, like, I always, like, right. kind of wait for that to, like, go do it because you want to do, like, a big whatever. Right. Uh, but I'll get there. It'll happen. I mean, right now I have an hour of material that's different than the special. So I'm working on that and I'm out there, you know, I'm on the road. I, I go to jaredfree.com if anyone wants to come to a live show. So at the end of the special, you saw my parents in the credits. So I put hidden cameras in the green room to tape my parents like yelling at me. And I just wanted to like, I just thought it would be funny because oh, whenever hysterical. I there, my mom is wild. So like when like I go down to Boca and I visit them. I'm always taping them. I'm always making fun of them. So I was like, let me do this fun thing where I'll put hidden cameras in the green room and I'll get them like what we do. And the whole idea was to get my parents yelling at me and then it was going to smash cut to I'm 37 and single. <laughs> but we, it just didn't work because I was like, I'm an unknown person. I'm an unknown, unknown comic. Let's get to the funny and then we'll get to my parents at the end. So in the credits, we had my parents. My mom was like, Your I mom can't. Is his- Hysterical. She's but. she's a character. She's a total character. So what I've now called it is like the MCU, like the Marvel movies. You know how they have that post credit scene that people wait for to see what the next movie's about. So that's kind of my Marvel post credit scene because the whole new hour is about going on vacation with my parents, and I talk about like my dad and our relationship, my mom and our relationship, and then just this whole story about going to the beach. And it has been so much fun to like do the jokes and tell the stories and and watch people with their parents or their like significant other and like try, you know hit their boyfriend or their girlfriend or they <laughs> their mom they're like you do that shit you piece of fucking shit you know like that was Luke and I the entire it. time <laughs> on the couch but, I was yeah, like on the you couch. know that's yeah, you yeah and so the whole new one cuz like last night too like I talk a lot about like my mom and getting her getting along with like people I've dated and I Talk to like about like just the dynamics of our family and you just see like the girlfriend or fiance or wife just looking at the guy that they're with. And I just I'm thinking of one couple last night. Just like they kept looking at each other and she kept going, see, 
See? <laughs> See? And I was just like, this is, this is like, it, it, so I'm really excited about it. I hope it's the next special. I hope I get to make it. But Are you an only child? I have a younger brother. Oh, okay. I dated a, a Jewish guy who was an only child. So I know. In, I mean, in that, his, that's, that's, that's a grandparents tougher live space down, than me. Yeah. No, but like, grand, you know, grandma lives down, like family lives down like Boca and like that whole area. It just like. I, I I felt every word about <laughs> about dating a Jewish guy whose like family family goes to Boca. I was like, oh my god, this is like my last relationship yeah, to me, a fucking T. And me growing up in the Midwest, I said, so what's Boca? <laughs> yeah, you're the you're the you went the opposite side of the spectrum here with Luke. I I I it's so funny the amount of messages I'm getting like from people being like, I send it to my mom, you know, the Jewish mom part, the Jewish woman thing. And they were like, and then the mom writes me like, I like, so I heard you talking about us, you know, like, like. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, it's we're going to watch that your uh, special again. Absolutely. No, today. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, this is so nice. I, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. This is amazing. Dude, you're fucking hysterical. Everybody go to Jared's website, catch him on tour. Everybody watching his Netflix special 37 and single. I swear to God, you're going to watch it time and time again. You're going to show it to all your friends and family. Podcasting like crazy still. Like you are, I can't believe you're not running on empty, dude. Like I'm, so I'm, proud, I'm so hurt, but you can see right now on the camera, I need a shower and a shave of some, of some sort. But Hey man, kudos to you though, seizing the moment. You're not like going to let this thing slide by. You got your Netflix special. You're hitting every podcast in America. Yeah. And everyone's going to know who you are, man. You're right. doing it right. Hell yeah. I'll, I'm yeah. getting out there. So hopefully, hopefully people come to the shows. That's really all I... Oh, I can't wait to see you live. That's what yeah, I'm Yeah, we got to make it happen. We got to get you guys to a show. We got to do it. Hell yeah. Well, um, everybody follow Jared on social media. Listen to J Train, You Up, The Bachelorette, Netflix special 37 and single and go see him live. And then I'm sure there's just going to be a shit ton more. And definitely watch all of his Instagram stories because it just has me fucking reeling, dude. You're thank amazing. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming on. And yeah, can't wait to talk to you soon. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.